Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are here to join with me today. It is Wednesday. (laughs) I had to stop and think for a moment. It's the 25th of March, 2020. Again, it's hard for me to believe when I look at that and say, we're crossing over into April pretty darn soon. You know, I remember saying back in like, what was it, January, I think I had said, you know, spring is right around the corner, summer's right around the corner because, you know, back in August, it, you know, we were having summer and then poof, it was like December and it was like, holy cow, wasn't that just yesterday we were, you know, right at the end of summer? So I figured spring, you know, winter's going to go that fast too. And here we are. We're going into to April very soon. So time just keeps going faster. <laughs> well, let me get a, a sip of this hot beverage. Oh, yeah, that tastes good on the throat this morning. <laughs> Oh, but uh, no, I uh, last night I had the opportunity to uh, see my daughter and her college roommate. Um, They're both under, uh, well, Jess is under quarantine. And since the roommate came back, she's under quarantine also. But Jess was over in Ireland and just came back uh, last Saturday. So she's doing self-quarantine just to make sure everybody that she comes in contact with would be safe if she happened to uh, contract anything. So they're in the they're in that process, and uh, and uh, I'm glad she's not sitting there all by herself, um, and that uh, that her roommate was willing to come on back and go through the the chilling out together uh, together. So. <laughs> Well, I wanted to talk today about happiness, and I know I've talked about it uh, several different times here recently. And uh, I just, you know, as I'm as I'm thinking about it, I'm also thinking about um, some of my clients, and I've got uh, two or three in particular that I've seen here this month, where it's it's. Any kind of happiness is a real struggle for them at this point. And so I wanted to kind of take today's podcast kind of like in a two-part way. And one, uh, having to do with happiness, um, let's see, I guess I'm going to start with... uh, Two, two memes that ties into happiness. And if you're a person who can experience happiness right now, this, this makes a lot of sense to you. The first one my wife sent me, uh, and she had uh, found this a while ago, sent it to me, and I have to be honest, I, I had forgotten it. And then all of a sudden I remember, it's like, wait, I got to find that again. And the story goes like this, and it's one of these lesson stories, and I, I do like it. It's a good one that if you are a teacher, or you work with youth uh, or children, it can be a good one. A teacher brought balloons to school and asked the children to blow them up and then write, uh, then each write their names on their balloon. 
They tossed all the balloons into the hallway while the teacher mixed them from one end to the other. The teacher then gave them five minutes to find the balloon with their name on it. The children ran around looking frantically, but as time ran out, nobody had found their own balloon. The teacher then told them to take the balloon closest to them and give it to the person whose name is on it. In less than two minutes, everyone had their own balloon. Finally, the teacher said, Balloons are like happiness. No one will find it looking for theirs only. Instead, if everyone cares about each other's, they will find theirs as quickly as possible. And there's definitely an element of truth to that. If our goal is to find the the happiness of something, um, and that's it, it's going to be harder to find than if your focus is on what are ways that I can help other people feel happiness? What are things that I can do? Because whenever we, we interact and share in that fashion, then we are able to experience happiness because we're helping to make other people happy. But I think, again, this works when you are able to feel happiness. The next one, uh, let me go back and find that. And this came from uh, one, of the, uh, one of the super fans here, Carla. And she had this posted on her page, and it came through on my feed, and I liked it. And it's titled, Tiny Happy Things. And again, when people are able to experience happiness, they, they can look and see things and have a happy expression towards them, a happy emotion towards them. So here are tiny happy things. Sunshine through the window. Singing along with the radio. The first sip of coffee. Well, this isn't the first sip, but makes me want to have a sip. Ah, that's good and hot. Talking to animals. Starting a book and realizing you love it. Fluffy blankets just out of the dryer. A text from a friend. New pens, especially if they're those um, gel pens. <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, when someone loves the same nerdy thing as you. Late night snacks. Split second gratitude. And uh, let's see, the person who, who created this meme signed it, and I'm trying to make out it looks like is it nanner hoffman nanu nanu hoffman something like that but again you know these are all i love this because as i'm looking down this list it's like it's connecting with me you know fluffy blankets right out of the dryer oh yeah they're nice and warm you know i would add to that list when you got bed sheets that's been outside on a clothesline and they just have an entirely different fresh smell to them. 
But what happens if I'm reading, you know, the, the story about the balloons or I'm reading these tiny happy things and you're not you're not able to see a happiness part of it. When you see other people experiencing happiness and you're not getting it, you're not feeling it. Um, person I just recently met with, uh, there's some things I assess pretty well every patient for every day I see them. I assess on their depression, anxiety, anger, and happiness. I used to not assess on happiness, but I always do, you know, uh, do that now. Because again, that's an important thing. And this particular person, it, uh, their, their ability to feel happiness was, was, you know, it wasn't there. It was void. Um, and, you know, whenever I was asking on the emotions, they're not feeling anything. The, the only thing that they could connect with was numbness. I'm not feeling depression. I'm just feeling nothing. I'm not feeling anxiety. I'm feeling nothing. I'm not feeling happiness. Uh, and, and the anger uh, just kind of explodes out with like an irritability. Um, and and it, I, I could see it in this particular individual being one that if somebody's expressing happiness around them, that it could explode out. Because there's no feeling for this person. Now, why would that be? What would be the causes for, and I'm not talking about a particular client here. I'm just talking about if a person's not able to connect to happiness, what could be some of the reasons? Well, the first one that jumps into my head is, is the person experiencing clinical depression? You know, is this something that's just happening for a day or two, or is this turned into more of a pattern? And clinical depression could be uh, a significant uh, factor in that, uh, where, you know, serotonin levels may be dropped, or if it's possible that it's more connected with the bipolar type of depression, uh, you could have it through uh, severe grief that has led to clinical depression. And in these kind of cases, you need to refer a person to a psychiatrist so they can do a, a clear evaluation, a, a detailed evaluation, and uh, determine if medication would be needed to help correct some of the chemistry so that the person is not having a, a severe depressed episode and that they may be able to start experiencing emotions again. Other times, it's not necessarily clinical depression. Sometimes we can get um, stuck in a, uh, in essence, as a, a aspect of unforgiveness. We can get stuck with, uh, gosh, I'm blanking out here this morning how I want to describe it. If we get into a pattern of not forgiving and we hold on to anger and that anger sours and turns into bitterness, it can be distressing enough from that kind of a pattern that we start 
feeling and numbness and we're not able to feel happiness or the overriding emotion is just anger. And anger can be a very loud emotion inside of us. And it can, you know, just cover or or outshine uh, any kind of happiness. And it can influence our ability to... um, Well, it it affects our our interpretation. We look at a situation and anger is the thing that's leading the the charge to interpretation. And we're not able to see the happiness. We may see, well, what's that person's stinking problem? Why are they so happy? And you can have that kind of an effect also that often ties from unforgiveness. Um, You know, when I think about... uh, when, when people are unable to experience happiness, sometimes they are their own worst enemy. They are not friends with themselves. They condemn themselves. They may be in a pattern of this for a long, long time. And it doesn't matter what they do. They've got a negative outlook that they are portraying. You know, I've talked about recently, I can't remember if it was in this podcast or in the I Hate Anxiety podcast, but talking about automatic negative thoughts. And when people are in a pattern of always putting a negative spin, automatic negative thoughts, it's hard for them to experience happiness. So sometimes when we're not able to, to enjoy things, to have a sense of happiness, there may be something that is a pattern that we are doing wrong or have done wrong, and it's become our sense of normal. And that needs to be corrected or cleared up uh, before we can start experiencing happiness. And the best thing I would recommend in that kind of a case, if you're not able to clear it up easily yourself, you need to get in with a counselor or get in with a therapist, somebody that can sit down with you, help you identify the negative thoughts, show you strategies on how to change those negative thoughts so that in the future, when you see a meme on Facebook or somebody like me in a podcast talks about happiness, you can connect with it because life is an important, valuable gift And we need to savor and appreciate every moment of every day how important that gift is. Whether it's a good day or a bad day, we need to be able to savor that. And if you're not able to, please get connected with somebody who's able to help guide you through that process so you can experience tiny happy things. So you can experience the joy of helping somebody else Find things that makes them happy. All right, everybody, that is it for today. Thanks to my wife and thanks to Carla for those memes. And thanks to the clientele, the people that I have worked with over the years that have taught me so much that I'm able to share with others. They share with me their successes. They share with me their struggles. And... um you know, this this 32-year journey in the mental health field, um, it wasn't what I expected to do. It wasn't what I wanted to do whenever I started it. But it has, it has been truly a blessing. Um, connecting with and trying to help 
I don't know how many people over the years, but to trying to help them make their lives a little bit better. And I hope what I'm doing here on this podcast is is uh, an extension of that. Uh, you know, for those of you who just stumble across it, or those of you who are regular super fans out there. Um, but um, anyway, that's it for today. You guys have a great one. We will catch you tomorrow for another cup of fantastic coffee and hopefully some great fun listening. Bye-bye.